0: The International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the southern suburbs of Nashville in the heart of Tennessee, With Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's a joy to welcome you today. We're thankful to the Lord for the privilege we have to be here five days a week on this station and looking forward every day that we get to come to this microphone. And I trust that you'll join us as often as you possibly can. Yesterday, we started just a a brief two-day series here that uh, I trust will be a help to you based on John chapter 14 and verse number six. And I'm going to read a little bit of that again today because I want you to see the picture here. Lots of things being said out across the nation and around the world that just simply do not compute with the Bible. They just do not add up. They do not make scriptural sense. And so what do we do? We just need to put forth the message that is, in fact, what the Bible tells us. So we're going to do that here in just a moment. Let me remind you, this is the week we've been waiting for. I've been announcing for a long, long time. It is the week of our Sword of the Lord Men's Conference. We'll get going Friday night this week, 6 o'clock in the evening, and it'll be a a three-and-a-half-hour session on Friday night, And then we start again at 8.30 on Saturday morning and go until 1.15 in the afternoon. We'll start promptly. We'll end promptly each time. And it will be cram-packed with all kinds of good things. And guys, if you're not registered, go to the Sword of the Lord website and get registered today. We've got some seats left, and we'll be delighted to have you here with us. Now, let's look at John chapter 14. In fact, I want to read the opening part of that, getting to verse number 6. The Bible says, "...let not your heart be troubled." You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, you know, in a pluralistic society like we live in, we have uh, folks wanting to say that whatever they come up with will do. Whatever they want to believe will be fine. Now, what Jesus has told us here when he said, I am the way, and he said, no man, no man comes unto the Father but by me, he's telling us that uh, he is not a way, he is not some way, he is not one of many ways, he is not an alternate possibility, and he's not just some desirable preferential option, but instead he is the way. And we're using a definite article there when we say that, the way. Now, He is, as I told you yesterday, the way to reconciliation. He's the way to redemption. He's the way to forgiveness. He's the way to salvation. Now, let me just add a little bit to that today. First of all, He is the way to holiness. A lot of folks have the idea that if they want to go to heaven, Uh, That's really all that's involved. They're just looking for some fire insurance so that they don't go to hell. Now, uh, very frankly, heaven and hell are issues. There's no question about it. Whenever a life ends, eternity begins. And there are only two options. By the way, there's no purgatory. There's no limbo. There's no stopover somewhere else. There's either heaven or hell when a person dies. Now, that has to be laid out very clearly so that everybody understands that. Nobody goes to heaven just because they've lived a good life. Nobody goes to heaven just because it's something they think they would like to do, but it's because that we have a Savior that we're able to go. All of us are sinners. We've got a sin debt. We've got something that blocks us from going to heaven, and unless we have a Savior, we cannot go. And if we do not have a Savior, well, the only other option is hell, and hell is a place of punishment. Hell is an awful place of misery, and it just simply is not the place that anybody in their right mind would want to go go to. And if you want to read something about that, go to Luke chapter 16 and read what the Lord has told us there about that. It has the story in real detail. Now, we're looking at the fact that whenever you do become a Christian, I'm telling you, we come out of all kinds of backgrounds and with all kinds of moral baggage, all kinds of sinful baggage, and whenever we get saved, yes, the Lord does want to clean us up. He wants us to do something more than what we've ever done before. And that word holy, H-O-L-Y, is a good Bible word. In fact, let me just note that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 7, the Bible says, God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So what we're looking at here is, Whenever you think about all of the things that are going on in the world, a lot of folks want to get saved. They still want to go to the beer joint. They get saved. They still want to go to the dance hall. They get saved. They still want to go to the theater and watch some trashy movie. They still want to go and do what they want to do. Now, there's something bad wrong with that. There's something about that that just doesn't compute. And this verse says, God has not called us unto uncleanness. It's not the unclean way that he wants us to walk once we are his children. But instead, he calls us to holiness." That means the alcohol needs to go. That means the illicit drugs need to go. That means the immoral behavior needs to go. That means all of these trashy things that creates sinful thoughts in us. All of that needs to be set aside. Now, we live in a world where all of that's going on and where you will see it, and uh, you'll have to deal with it along the way. But the fact is, you and I do not have to become participants in that. And the Bible says here very, very clearly— that God has called us unto holiness. He wants us to be, in fact, a holy person. Now, you're never going to be perfect, not in this life, not with this body, because your body yet awaits its redemption. We still live in the flesh, and we have that to contend with. But you and I can have as our way of life a holy, godly life. There's no reason why that we can't clean it up with God's help, and he's called us to be clean. He's called us to set aside all of these wicked things that go on in the world. So yes, the way to redemption, the way to forgiveness, the way to salvation, he is the way to that, but he's also the way to holiness. And with his help, you and I can live a clean life and do what we should do, what he would be pleased with us doing. Now, here's another thing. This matter of the way, it's also the way to ministry. He told us very clearly in more than one place in the Bible that he wants us to be involved in getting out the gospel and in proclaiming the Word of God. And let me read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, because he has committed ministry, his ministry, to us. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the Word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. What's he telling us there? Well, again, he hits on the fact he wants us to be clean. He wants us not to be walking dishonestly, but instead he wants us to handle the Word of God with integrity, not deceitfully. He wants us to learn it, grab hold of it. And so when we proclaim it, we will be proclaiming that which we practice. And he is telling us that the ministry that he has is committed now to us. We have the ministry to account for. We have the ministry to practice. We need to be getting the Word out, telling people about the gospel, telling people about the full counsel of God. You know, even in Christian circles, a lot of folks will give at least voice approval to the getting out of the gospel, but then they don't want to go any further than that. Well, listen, every page in the Bible is there for a reason. It's there for us. It's the Lord's instruction. It's his roadmap. It's his atlas that enables us to function in this world in a way that is honoring and pleasing unto him. It's important that we do that. And I think every one of us need to latch hold of that because, as he says here in Second Corinthians 4, this ministry is ours. We need to handle it with character. We need to handle it with integrity. And in doing so, the Lord is honored and pleased, and we are representing him well. Now, here's another piece of the puzzle. Not only is he the way to holiness, the way to ministry, but he's the way to heaven. Let's talk about eternity for just a minute. In First uh, Peter chapter number 1, verse 4, the Bible says, to an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, and watch this, reserved in heaven for you. So that means that an individual can go to heaven based on the reservation that the Lord Jesus has made for us. You know, in talking to an unsaved person, very often, in fact, Uh, Whenever I'm at a microphone with a live audience, I very often say to them, here's what salvation means. It means that you are forgiven. It means that you have forgiveness. It means that you're admitted to the family of God. And it also means that you have a reservation in heaven. When you come to Christ, you put your faith in Christ, and whenever you die, you have a reservation in heaven." you know, uh, traveling as I do and preaching across the country and uh, around, I find many times when I get to the hotel, they struggle to find the reservation. Now, often, most often, always, wherever I'm going, they've made a reservation for me at the hotel, but sometimes they look and they cannot find it. It's happened several times. I remember once up in New York, I arrived uh, late on Saturday night, walked in. I think they had just given away the room that they'd reserved for me because there was so much demand for it, but uh, they didn't have any room. They said, uh, you know, your reservation isn't here. Well, I think they had it. pastor had called, but uh, anyway. I had to go across town and uh, to another hotel and, uh, you know, just a messy kind of a deal because there was no reservation there. So I know what it feels like when there's no reservation. But the delight is when you walk in and you give your name and they say, Yes, sir, you've got a reservation. We've got a room. We're holding for you. All you got to do is just take this key and go to the door, and you've got a place to stay. Now, listen, reservations are wonderful. They are helpful. And whenever you come to Christ, when you trust the Lord Jesus, when you say, I know he is the way, and he's going to be my way because I'm going to put my trust in him. That means you're going to get a reservation for heaven." You say, well, when are we going to use that? You're going to use that the minute that you die. Now, you may be young, you may be old when you die. Whatever the case, the reservation is not going to be canceled. The Lord guarantees that He is your security, and He is, in fact, just like this passage says, He is the way. Now, there's no question, dear friend, we have something really special when we have the Lord Jesus. And I've taken some time here, two days, to just hammer on this matter of the way. And let me repeat again. He is the way to reconciliation, getting things right with God. He is the way to redemption, receiving the gift that God purchased through the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. He is the way to forgiveness. Whatever sins you have in your past, every last one of them will be removed, erased, as far as the east is from the west. He's the way to your salvation so that you can say with assurance, I am saved. And he's the way to holiness. He'll help you clean up your life. He's the way to ministry so that you can begin to do something in the work of the Lord that will be productive and fruitful. And not only that, but he's the way to heaven. So whenever the time comes for you to check out of this world, you'll be able to go to heaven based on the fact that the Lord Jesus is the way, the way, not a way, but the way. And I hope you'll sign on to him by putting your faith and trust in him. Well, it's been a joy to be with you today, and I look forward to being back here again tomorrow. I hope you'll join me then. We'll do something else tomorrow, but it'll be good, and we'll enjoy being together. And so let me remind you, I love to hear from you. I hope you'll write me a note soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at PO Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.